I started my phone business and again people was like confused why would I do something like this and to me it made all the sense I remember coming in I was like hey you left Petra Train and you know you were making X amount of dollars there or could have make X amount and you sit on a stool and probably have four people for the week that will walk into your store and I'm like yeah but the name of the store is, all, is Wayne right so it was like Wayne's Electronics right so I'm like that's that's my name Petrachin is not mine and, and to me that was a big thing for me mm-hmm. but a lot of people didn't come from entrepreneurial backgrounds didn't understand that right. that power you know that I felt From Criminalia's Synapse in Trinidad and Tobago, this is Uptick, a podcast that's part of the Synapshot Podcast Network. Uptick is a show that brings you the stories of the Caribbean entrepreneurs and innovators who are building the next generation of great companies. These are the stories that you don't typically hear of how these leaders are working to build brands and businesses that have the potential to not only improve the Caribbean world, but also help the Caribbean world make an impact on the global business stage. Their stories will move you inspire you, push you to take action, or maybe help spark your next great idea. In today's broadcast, how a little boy from Point Fortin in deep south Trinidad and Tobago grew into a serial entrepreneur. You learn how he is now working to solve one of the region's and maybe one of the world's biggest problems, payments. And specifically, how do you make payments easier, more accessible, and more efficient? Today, you learn about his unique outlook on money, And you'll also learn how he spots and goes after opportunities and why he doesn't believe in selling people, but rather on simply solving their problems and always delivering value. He is Alwyn Wayne from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean, and his company is called WePay. Today's episode is brought to you by Republic Bank Limited, who are committed to helping Caribbean small and medium-sized enterprises succeed on their path to business success. Check out Republic Bank SME Toolkit at republicsmetoolkit.com for founder stories, helpful content, and much more. For many of us, being able to punch in some numbers and hit the order button on sites like Amazon and eBay is a luxury that we enjoy. Now, while we don't always think about it, it can be pretty fascinating to learn about the things that are happening on the back end to make that payment possible. And it creates a lot of power for consumers and businesses alike when you expand the ways that they can pay or get paid. Now, today we're talking with someone who both cares deeply about and has a vested interest in making it easier for individuals and businesses in the Caribbean and beyond to give or receive payments on their terms. Alwyn Wayne is an entrepreneur who acquired a unique perspective on money at an early age after spending most of his after-school hours working in his father's electronics store in Point Fortin, South Trinidad. Now there, he mastered tasks like cashing, got experience managing people almost more than twice his age, and perhaps most important of all, learned how to understand what people valued most and then figure out a way to give it to them. To understand his journey, you need to know that he quite literally has entrepreneurship in his blood. He's gone from selling pencils in school to working at his parents' store, to venturing out on his own at just 20 with a set of retail stores, before launching a business that provided internet service to underserved communities in rural Trinidad and Tobago. His latest and most ambitious venture is WePay, a digital payment platform that opens up the ways that individuals and businesses can pay or be paid from anyone regionally, and ultimately, if he has his way, globally as well. (laughs) 
Well, actually, when I got back from school, I remember quite vividly one of my dad's friends, who was the MPO of Petrotrin, said, "Listen, you need to come, you know, get some experience." Right. Blah blah blah. Now I don't want to go, but you know what? I end up going. So I spent about two weeks in there, and um, I remember uh, people from TSD came to Point Fourteen and said, "Listen, they want to open a flagship, but they need this building, one of the buildings that we own." Right. I'm like that. You know what? I'm gonna run it. It was an empty space. I'm gonna go ahead and and run that. So, you know, give me that business. So he said, "All right." Uh, probably was at twenty, twenty-one. Right. He's like, "All right, we sign this deal. We're gonna open the Beamer Bar store, but it's gonna be you're nice gonna be store. be so, right, right, so right. I, I remember opening the store and like sitting on a stool just like this. No workers. It's probably big like this this place right here. Phones. And uh, everyone was laughing because you, know, you left Petrotrin. Right, right. Big company. Right. You have a nice job, and you're gonna go do your own thing. And people just are sit like, on a uh, stool. Uh, I'm, I'm right. It's like right. you left Petrotrin to go sit on yeah. a stool. I started my phone business, and again, people was like confused. Why would I do something like this? And to me, it made all the sense. I remember coming in. I was like, "Hey, you left Petrotrin and." You know, you're making X amount of dollars there. Could I make X amount? And you sit on the stool and probably have four people for the week that will walk into your store. And I'm like, yeah, but the name of the store is all is Wayne. Right. So it's like Wayne's Electronics, right? So I'm like, that's that's my name. Petrotrin is not mine. And and to me, that was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people didn't come from entrepreneurial backgrounds, didn't understand that right. that power, you know, that I felt. Um, long story short, um, the reason why they they expanded to point forward is because Digicel was about to launch. And they flood the market with phones, trying to get, you know I mean, the market all saturated with B-Mobile phones. Uh, me, leaving Petrotrain within a matter of a month, because they did that push, what I probably would have made in 10 years in Petrotrain, I made in that four-month right, push that, that right. B-Mobile was trying to saturate the market and maybe double the soft size, hire 10 workers. Point 14 had no internet, or good internet. We had good internet because we had it for our building. So what I did was created an internet company for Point Fourteen, um, where I just took the internet from my building or my dad's building, uh, sent it to a tower on top of you know the highest hill in Point Fourteen, and used wireless antennas to broadcast to it. Out. Yeah, okay, okay. And that's what my first company was. Right. I expanded to CJOS, where I not only did CJOS internet, but I did CJOS cable. Um, I bought satellite dishes. Um, negotiated a a lot of land, this guy that had an empty lot of land to put my dishes on there, give him free cable for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. If I could use his lot of land to put right. my dishes up. Right. And he allowed me, I put up like four satellite dishes. Okay. And I ran cable along, I can say it now, TM Tech Pole. Right, right. <laughs> so all on TM Tech Pole, I had my cable on. I covered about 1,200 customers okay. in Bonas and Coromando, which is Cedrus. Right. And and that was my, my, my first business. Okay. Paul Line and just Cable. There you go. All right. Good. So you went from that. Okay. And then from that, there was also yeah, something in between there too, right? So I heard Paul Line Communications. Right. Again, if you, you Google my name, right? Right. You would see CJS Cable. You see all these articles about the guy that owned the cable company in South. Then Paul Line Communications, we did the first set of cameras on the highway, Arima cameras, uh, San Fernando City cameras, right. which have nothing to do with WePay. Right. Uh, Diggle Martin, flood system. You see the big thing that says flood system in Diggle Martin? Okay. Yeah, that's my company as well. So um, I've been in this, you know I mean, 
entrepreneur technology uh, uh, space for a while, but doing different things. Right. No, also the payments. Mm -hmm. Right. It was always technology. Right. Um, you know, we did petrol train cameras offshore. When we come back, Alwyn talks about the genesis of WePay and how he got businesses and individuals alike to notice his company and his brand. Before we continue, we want to take a quick moment to say thanks to our sponsor, Republic Bank Limited, for making this episode possible. Now, as a busy entrepreneur, juggling so many tasks to ensure your business runs smoothly can be really tiring and time-consuming. Republic Bank's digital business solutions make it easy to stay on top of your tasks and still find time for the things that are important. Their digital business solutions include products like online banking, Republic ACH, the payment management platform, ePay, and other e-commerce solutions designed to facilitate online payments. They've also got great business credit cards if you want to be able to do and execute on things faster. Make the right choice for yourself and your business with Republic Bank's digital solutions. Now, for many of you entrepreneurs out there, you might have started thinking about owning your own space or owning your own building. For some of you, it's a way to reduce operating costs. For others, it's a way to build up assets and create something that you can hand down to future generations. Whatever the reason, if you're thinking about investing in your own property, check out Republic Bank and learn how you can qualify for a commercial mortgage today. So WePay actually started out of a company between Power Line and WePay, which was Coldwater, which is a software development company that I had. Okay. That's in, let's say, 2015 when apps was like everything. Right. So I'm building an app and um, the client wanted payments in the app and, you know, understanding that credit card penetration was like nothing. How could you get paid from Tom, Dick and the average consumer? And I looked at how the average consumer make payments, which is cash, but they also make digital payments, which is phone card top-ups. So I incorporated phone card top-ups in our app. Um, it was for donations. So, you know, I went to the phone companies, told them about it. Say, anytime someone make a payment to this app, with a top-up, we split the money. Sure. As a donation, it was fine because, you know I mean? 80% of 100 in a donation is still 80% that you wasn't going to get. I tried to expand that business to cover other payments, but the phone company told me no. They are not going to cut back on how much money they need. So that's where WePay was born. I decided to build my own phone company network where you could buy a top-up and instead of just topping up a phone, you could top up a light bill or Quartz or right. Massey or Caribbean Airlines. So that's how WePay was actually formed. Okay. So that's interesting because, I mean, a lot of times we'll see and we'll 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 read about, you know, like in, in Africa and how you know, used mobile phones and mobile payments. And actually the exact same kind of thing that you said, right? You like, mm -hmm. look at the market and you say, okay, everybody doesn't have a credit card. This is, there's a way that people are comfortable with. So you saw that opportunity mm -hmm. and you kind of went after it, which is interesting. But did you kind of get into like sizing and okay, I'm going to do a business plan and do all of that to, to get going or, you know, did you just jump in? How did you kind of attack I'm, that? I'm, I'm, I'm the jumping guy. Right. So, I mean, fortunately, I mean, like I said, I came from a business background and I had companies. So I had a little bit of startup yeah. capital. Right. Right. So yeah, I had the ability to jump in yeah. and use some of my capital to make sure, well, right. at, least, at least, yeah, to, 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 to get in and, and, yeah. and, and, and prove, prove the concept. Proof of concept. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, are you um, 
are you familiar with Lean Startup and sort of the idea of, you know, getting Tesla? M- 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 yeah, okay. So, so is that what you so is that what you did? Yeah, because I think we um of course. you know, yeah, I think that was one of the more powerful things that I um, you know, came across and is a big part of how I think about business. Um, you know, in fact, this that we're doing now is a classic MVP because mm. we could have spent, you know, weeks yeah. planning and let's let's just let's go in it. and do it and let's let's see, see where it goes, right? Say. So that idea of the minimum viable product and just seeing if something works or not is pretty powerful. How did you apply that sort of approach with with, with your business with now? So so that's the thing. And that's actually how we applied every single approach or every customer in the first year of WePay. Right, so we were on a shoestring budget, right? Right, um, and we had to impress people because when you deal with money, it's about trust. Um, and you know, it was very important to me that I put a face to the brand, and that's actually something really negative, especially when you're trying to build trust. Someone have a face that they could point to, so it's hard to build a brand if you put a face to it. So if you don't know who's behind the company, you could, you know, I mean, try to trust the the, the logo. But when you see the face, then you could nitpick at that person, whether he says something, whether he did something off, right. or just by how he looks in the connotation sure, sure, that sure, you know, sure. human would build. But I needed the face because of, I think I told you before, it's important to me about my culture, yeah. right? Um, so how do I build trust? Trusting me with your money mm-hmm. when you don't, yeah, when I don't, know, I don't know you yet. Or like, exactly, who am who are I, you, right? Um, again, I'm from South, so I don't, I don't come from like the CIC or the the, the, the KRC or one of those circles. So you have a bunch of people who might know you who are in you know leading leadership positions sure, in Port of Spain. Sure, sure, sure. So they say, oh, I know him from school. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. Yeah. Right. So association. Right. I had to find some association or be associated with some huge companies really quick if this thing had to work. Right. And that's the MVP model. How do I get yeah. someone to work with me? Right. I give them something that they need. Again, I'm not selling you anything. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at your pain points. The judiciary, as you mentioned, their pain points were they trying to collect money all over. So I partnered with NLCB, which had a hundred and well, a thousand locations. My top up system where someone could buy, and then I build the court pay application for the judiciary. Sure. And then I say, this is not going to cost you anything. Right, so you practically give it away for free just to get it going. Just to get it going, and then we start making our money back when people start using okay. the system. Yeah, and then when the chief justice go on TV and say, "Listen, this is the best thing since sliced bread," right, then other people start saying, "What is what is this power referral?" Exactly, exactly. and right. then we went to Massey stores, and we got Derek Winford from Massey to come and endorse it, and Massey start using it, and then we you and know kind of progress from there. All reputable brands. So it is interesting because. Brand building. I mean, as as a you know, as a as an ad agency, we 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 think about brands and work with brands a lot. And um, you said a couple of interesting things there about you know, you basically said you know, hey, I'm going to personalize or humanize this brand. I'm going to you know, I'm going to do that. But I also need to build trust. So you had a, a, a way there. And I know you're a big fan of um, you know some some global brands in terms of how they approach it. And so mm-hmm. so 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 tell us a little bit about you know the brands you like that you think. Do it well. Okay. So, I we we have a technology company, right? I mean, it says payments, but it's technology, right? We just use technology to make payments easier, right? Payments exist all the time. We just find a way to make it easier. The thing is, how do I get um, you know people to 
appreciate the brand more than just the service it provides. I want you to create a lifestyle brand. But when you see the brand, you, you like it because it's right akin to like Apple. Yeah, yeah. What is Apple? Is it a phone company? Is it earbuds? Is it a, a computer company? Is it, <laughs> what do they do? Right. Amazon. He's in space now. Tesla. He started PayPal. Yeah. Now he's Starlink. Going to take right. over the world with this old lower orbit satellites that you don't have to pay with TSTT anymore. Those brands can put something out tomorrow and people will flock to it because they're synonymous with quality, you know, cutting edge, and they must have. And that's what I want. How are you going about building the brand? What, what are some of the specific things you've done in the past, you know, year or two to either build awareness and, you know, help people understand what you're really all about? Right. So our, our target audience is the millennials and Gen Z. Right, and and they exist in the social media space. So although we, you know, at the base must have a good product, and right? we works, <laughs> we spend a lot of time focusing on how to resonate our message with um, um, that market. You know, sure. so um, a lot of traditional media, you know, when agencies come and say, "Hey, we're gonna do this in the press," and it's like, "Okay, thank you, but bye." Yeah, that's not what we're looking for. Right. Um, uh, Oh, they give me, you know, uh, a mock-up of, you know, a campaign, and it looks. I mean, my, my, I'm just gonna jump on 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 a, a point here. So my COO is Sasha Thompson. Mm -hmm. She was the CEO of Digicel for like last ten years, and I always jump on her because when these big agencies come with campaigns, I was like, that's perfect for Digicel. That's not us, yeah. right? They're huge, you know. They could get away with putting a billboard up with this guy here blowing in the wind and have some random iPod in his hand and just smiling, right? With no message, yeah. right? I need to convey something for someone who has been scrolling through Facebook for fifteen hours, and he needs to literally stop when he sees this image, and a random person or image of some. Generic person with a yeah, backlog. Not, not gonna do that. It's not gonna. You're not, I mean, not gonna get that. Back yeah. in the day, you know, I mean, you spend time being stimulated by playing video games, which was like two hours out of the day, and then the rest of the time you outside or you read a book. Yeah. Now my son, who's twelve years old, that's right. He's it's, all it's screen like, time. That's right. Yeah. So how do I get him excited about something when all day he's seeing, you know, cats flying and and all these crazy stuff you see on the internet that's posted on, you know. Instagram yeah, and, and yeah, so absolutely. how do you stimulate, how do you stand out amongst all that all content? Content, yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know, from from me go down, that's what I preach. I'm like, our brand has to stand out. Right. When the social media thing started, Facebook was essentially put a story and a picture next to it. And then they start going on to like Instagram and, and Snapchat where the stories were like two sentences and pictures and videos. Now there's this thing called TikTok. Yeah. It's no, yeah. no, yeah. no, That's no, right. no, no, caption. no, yeah. no, it's all just, video. Yeah. Yep. So I look at my 12 year old and he's like this. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm getting dizzy. And he's like, That's right. he's like scrolling through yeah. like, 
And he's yeah. I'm like, how do you know when so to right. stop? So, and then in a world where mm-hmm. everything is coming at you, you know, I mean, we, we see messages, marketing mm-hmm. messages, content, all, all these different things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so you're saying that, like, so a big part of it for you has been, like, to find, like, a... Uh, an aesthetic or a look or something just something that get you to to, guess, to do a lot of be outside take. the box. Yeah. We are outside the box. Right. We are not the banks. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, um, we are not traditional. Yeah. So our messaging messaging has, has to, to be, be non-traditional. Yeah. Our messaging has to be you know something that stands out. Right? So what what my my look stands out. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do then? So I know you've done stuff like in you know in carnival fets and and different things so so yeah, you, you even case. yeah so you so you'll do things like that to to kind of reach your audience and then yeah, so, engage in that way so so again right um we just don't sponsor an event we actually you know add value to the event to the point where if i was in an event what value you know could this right. company give me right. what do i want and if i don't want to make a payment in the middle of the fet Well, I might, but I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, tipsy, you know, what do I want? You know what? We have couches that you sit on. We don't try to sell you anything in the fact. We just provide value for you. Yeah. And yeah. then you feel, you know what? They went out of their way to put, you know, a drinks table in the back here or put a, a, a lounge chair in the back here or, or give away, you know, fans because it was hot. Our brand association should be right in line with what you need and not what we're trying to sell you. Yeah. yeah, yeah and again, yeah. It, it comes from the genesis of, of me and, and business. I'm not trying to sell you anything. We pay providers a service that you need. So I'm not going to sell you that. You know that. If you have a business, you want to accept payments online, right. you need WePay. Yeah. Okay, you go with PayPal, you need an American account. How much people has an American account? Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah. You need a credit card. You can't get it from the bank. We pick it, give you a, a Visa card. Sure. So you know you want the service. You know you need the service. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, why should you give me your business? Yeah. And that's what we market. We try to sell us rather than the products because the products is what's already out there. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. So I'm so, selling. I'm selling me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the company. You know, you've done um, you know big deal with uh, with Republic Bank. Um, and you know you're kind of constantly having to, as you said, you have to sell other people. And so for the entrepreneurs out there, the would-be entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs who just want to get better at it, when you're interfacing with those folks in the boardroom, right? Um, what are some of the things that you've learned in terms of how you, you know, um, express ideas to people who might be skeptical or this is new, I don't understand it? Like how how have you found ways to navigate that and get people on site? Yeah, definitely. So. That's that's the thing. It's new to them. Because it's new to them, I mean, because it's comfortable to you doesn't mean it's comfortable to everyone else. So expect pushback. Practice the pushback. Practice the pushback to the pushback. Right. So I have to sell a bunch of 70, 80-year-olds, you know, a software technology that they have no idea what it means or how it works. It doesn't make sense in terms of the business model because they can, you know, you invest in something, you see returns based on your investment because you put something out there. In the software world, you have a run rate yeah. and then one day you just see it flip from investment to mm-hmm. yeah, value. Really so it's like, yeah. you know, how do you sell that to someone who don't understand it? Put yourself in their shoes. Understand what they understand and then give them baby steps. I just, today, before, when I, I got on her, 
um, uh, uh, on LinkedIn. I'm answer your question with something I posted today on LinkedIn. Sure. This guy out of Miami asked uh, Karen Roach, who po- posted, you know, we pay, you know, their terminals doing great. Da 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 da. He's like, why are they doing terminals? That's a backward step. You know, you should be pushing online and and mobile phones and sure. like, yeah, but perspective. That's he's like, all in. How do you answer this? I answered it. I said perspective. He needs the Caribbean perspective. Yes, he's sitting in the United States, right? And he understands what America is going through. I'm in the Caribbean. You want me to tell Tanti Norma who goes to the market to take her phone and make a payment online? Right. No, that wait. phone yeah. is going to steal my money. Yeah. That's in her head. She will be fine if I put a device that she could swipe her card on. Right. And then when she go to the device a couple of times, you say, hey, you know, you could put that on your phone and you could tap the device. And then after you tap the device, then you say, hey, you don't even need the device. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding their point of need, right. perspective. Sure. Same thing in the border. Understand the prospect or, or the angle or the gaze that they're coming from and give them or sell them something that they understand. Although you want to sell them the whole house, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to sell you exactly what yeah, you want which to you understand and, and right and, and with a perspective of where you're coming from in mind which is pretty powerful i want to can i as we start to to wrap here you know i once had um a conference guest because uh, we used to do a lot of conferences and we, we did a, a mobile conference and i had a guy who was investing a lot of businesses and you know afterwards we were chatting and you know he said well you know i get this thing that you you have this vision of a you know, more innovative Caribbean and, you know, but you guys, you know, um, you have a lot of potential, but you're also sort of like pretty far from, um, you know, the hubs where you could really, you know, innovate rapidly and, you know, create IP. And so he's like, how do you see that? Because he's like, I think that'd be a pretty big challenge. And so you building a technology company, startup um, here uh, means that you need talent you need lots of things to be able to sustain innovation so i'm curious about the people side right um you know tell me a little bit about how you recruit how do you train to 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 sustain that so i mentioned a couple companies that you know i mean i look look up to and, and and try to fashion our business behind and one of those companies is facebook and about a week ago on an interview someone asked mark zuckerberg the same question about Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And he said he would advise everyone who's trying to start a startup, startup right now, don't come to Silicon Valley. Right. Back then, before the internet was so pervasive, you had to go where the money was and where the talent was. And, you know, that's why everyone was rushing to Silicon Valley because you could, you know, cherry pick from the best and mm-hmm. run into interviews. Now, with all social media, the internet, you could get your message to prospect prospective investors you could get your message to uh, prospective developers that you're looking for matter of fact that same LinkedIn I'm t- telling you about my entire inbox is developers from Croatia China India hey we love what you're doing with WePay right. hey do you have any work you know we could do XYZ yeah. you don't have to be in any specific region space area to get developers yeah, to you know talent now. Yeah. my talent actually came all homegrown but I do have the option to get talent from Jamaica, from Barbados, from uh, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. because it's all online. Yeah, You build, you create in a virtual space. You don't need to actually code 
in an office. My my coders code from home. Right. You know, they come in in the morning and if, you know I mean, 12 o'clock, you know, we have nothing pressing. Just get your code and push to GitHub mm-hmm. by midnight. Yeah. That's, that's all I can do about. there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. No, that's, that's pretty powerful. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious about kind of going back a little bit. You know, we've talked about testing and learning and MVPs and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, is there an example of something that you you like like a, a a failure that you've learned from, or you know, some things that that didn't go right that you know then kind of came back around to to help you do something better? Um, I would say constant failure is is what I learned from. Mm-hmm. You know. Things that challenge me on a, I would say, daily basis. Right. You know, I did a podcast recently when someone was asking, Alvin, you know, is it easy as it looks? You know, I mean, everyone should be jumping on this in government. I'm like, no, it's not easy. You have people all around you saying, this is how it should be. You go in and, you know, this, let's say, agency or government ministry says, listen, this is exactly what we want. But if it doesn't fit a political need or agenda, it's no. I'm like, right. dude, I don't comprehend. It's going to make your life better. It's going to make it easier. It's cheaper. It's going to be, yeah, but it doesn't fit right. an agenda. Into, yeah, some specific so, box, yeah. Uh, it was a learning process for me to not, you know, push back. But, you know, what I have, make sure it fit the political agenda mm-hmm. as well as the practical agenda. Yeah. So, Understanding how to navigate the politics, and that's not, not only in government I'm talking about, but business politics, right. is 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 something I would say that it's a constant learning process. You know, you think, you know, okay, great, this is what the politics is for this particular scenario. You go in there, and the politics is something totally different. Right. Don't drop your head. Try right, cool. Go with it. Take it on the chin. Fine. Yeah. And I come back, and I find a different angle. Because the service, the technology is not going to change. Right. It's understanding the politics. And I tell everyone, I mean, like, in my business right now, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. I haven't coded in like four years. Three. Right. I, I have a management team that runs the business. My job is to play the politics. Yeah. Make sure that businesses that we go behind, deals or contracts that we're in, I have all the T's crossed and I started so that the politics doesn't interrupt, you know, the right, solution. Yeah. Right. And and as a leader, you know, you talked about things that you learned from. How do you keep at the top of your game and how do you keep yourself kind of advancing? What do you, what do you read in? What, 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 what things do you do to kind of sharpen your soul? And so, um, my mindset is, 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 I find reasons to to be angry or to be competitive. Right. Right. Um, I would read some guy says he wants to open a, a fintech in Bermuda and I would be crazy for this week. And so everyone, listen, we're losing to this guy right. who probably haven't even yeah. wrote a line of code. He right. just said it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big basketball fan. It's 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 it's, it's a Kobe Bryant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you find ways to drive yourself outside of the actual drive that you know you think you know you need. Yes. You know? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know what I'm not doing great. I'm feeling that I'm messing up something or someone is messing up, and I would just you know walk ten times harder. So I am self motivated to the point where 
um i would say i'm i'm, I'm driven by you know my own fear of failure yeah you know i'm always thinking that somebody's coming up to to do something i'm sitting here talking to you and someone's you know I me mean, doing an interview to get something that is mine right so um you know it's this that is that focus on always trying to be greater than great okay and i guess maybe a good place to end um is on future vision so you're right now you're building you're creating you're trying to take this thing somewhere um when you think out three five years let's say five um you know what do you what, what's your hope for your company so in a year and a half we expect to be the first neo bank in the caribbean neo means all virtual mm -hmm. so once you're 18 years old you have a phone you have a bank account you don't need to go into a office a store um it's on your phone sure all right um we will be able to provide you loans credit cards debit cards from your phone yeah. i mean we have most of the components in place just some regulatory stuff um and yeah and we'll be just like any, any, yeah, any neo right, banking in the right. world i mean but, if you look at purpose built for for a generation that you know it's looking for that's on facetime yeah i mean screen time yeah you have a kid mm -hmm. yeah How two, old two nine and seven so the, the yeah. seven year old uh-huh he he knows everything yeah yeah right he's stimulated you can't put him in front of a tv that's old school yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no, know, my, my my 12 year old i mean you okay this is how far so i'm, I'm a millennial yeah i mean, we could close on this bit and my son is a gen z mm -hmm. right um he's 12 and he's actually going to launch his own company uh in august when school closes right um which is a esports company okay oh yeah so yeah yeah, yeah that's a multi-billion dollar that's business right. the guy that's, that won fortnite won 17 yeah. million the ea sports so anyway so we don't have that league set up properly right so daddy's gonna fund it yeah me just like daddy funded me. yeah yeah and um yeah and, and i mean he is a yeah. superstar right i mean he's 12 years old he has a youtube channel um and he's telling me dad all i need is a thousand more and then we're making some money yeah you know <laughs> and he's like he's, he's giving me the business plan he's yeah, giving yeah, me the business yeah, plan yeah you know i mean christmas time you know i spent a ridiculous amount of money on like setting up a youtube um room for him it's like right, a boat like this right, right. Uh, with mics and um soundproof yeah, room, yeah, 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 and my yeah. wife was like what are you doing i'm like that's my investment Now that was Alwyn Wayne, founder of WePay Caribbean, the company that's making online payments possible for individuals and small business owners all around the Caribbean. Now if you'd like to know when the next episode is, please subscribe to this podcast via your favorite platform. And don't forget, share it with a friend. From Caribbean Ideas Synapse, on behalf of the Snapshot Network, this is Chike Farrell signing off. And remember, always keep ticking up.